Well, obviously Jesus is going to be our biggest example. And when he came, he came to serve, not to be served. So that becomes a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. When we talk about our faith and we talk about Christianity or we just talk about God to people and we try to let them know all the benefits that you're going to get when you become a Christian, I think that's a natural tendency for us, almost kind of to try to sell our faith because of what you can get out of it. When Jesus came, he came not for what he gets out of it, but for what we get out of it. And to follow him and be a disciple of his is to do the same thing, to look out for others and not for us. I gave my life to Christ not because of what I get out of it. It's because it's true. I want to know what's true. And when I come to know the truth about God and the truth about Jesus, that changed my life. And I serve him and given my life to him, not because of what I get out of it, but because of what he gets out of it. And I pray and I hope that my life gives the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit honor and glory for who they are and what they've done in my life. As I read through Jonah chapter 3 and 4, right here through the end, I feel like the problem is, I could be wrong, but Jonah seems to be in this thing for what he gets out of it. And let me explain. God gives him a second chance. Chapter 3, verse 1. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. So he does. We see that he obeys this time. But the interesting thing I see here is that he gives the message that God wants him to give and there is success in it. The city repents and turns to God. Jonah does not share in the joy of the success that is experienced. He even goes on to say that that's the reason why I didn't want to do it in the first place. In verse 3 of chapter 4 it says, That is why I was so quick to flee Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. I didn't want to go because I knew if I preached the message that they would repent and that you would forgive them. That seems really strange to me. And then it, it does kind of start to make a little more sense later on, at least the way that I piece it together. Because as he's boohooing and pouting about the success he just had with God, he's basically camped outside the city. And in verse 6 of chapter 4, it says, then the Lord provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. This is the first time we see Jonah happy. Because something happened to ease his discomfort. This is the first part in the whole book where something was about him. And when something happened for him, he was then happy. Then God takes it away the next day. And there he was, pouting and boohooing again. He would rather be dead. And the God ends with this. 
verse 10 and following of chapter 4, But the Lord said, You have been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend to it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight, and it died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? That's it. That is how the book of Jonah ends. And to me, what I gather from that is God basically saying, listen, there's more to this life than just you. There's something bigger going on than just your world. This city needed me. To me, that's strong. I think that God wants to use a lot of us. Really, anybody that's willing. But even though it's easy to look down upon Jonah, how many of us are doing the same thing? God, what am I going to get out of it? What's in it for me? Because if I'm going to obey you to really only help other people, who I think probably don't deserve it anyways, then I'm not in. I hope that's not my mindset, and I hope it's not yours. And if we're not careful, that's an easy way to look at life. Because with a sinful nature, the most important thing in our life would be us. That's why Jesus gave the example of coming and bearing his own cross and giving up his life and tells us to do the same. If we're Christians like we claim we are, we're called to live a life like Christ lived. One that's not about us, but about those around us and about our relationship with God. May we learn this from Jonah so that we don't live a life like he lived. For what it's worth, those are my thoughts on chapters 3 and 4 of Jonah. Hope you're encouraged. And as always, I hope you are spending time in the Word yourself, growing your personal relationship with God. May we all make God a priority again in our lives. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great day.